Hey guys, we are jumping in today with a special bonus episode. It really didn't feel right to continue with the exact plan that Kate and I have put together thus far because we all know we're in the middle of a a big worldwide crisis right now. So today we're going to share a bonus episode with you, how to prepare your business for unexpected circumstances because we are in the midst of unexpected circumstances. So we're here, no script, no plan, just a conversation about what we're doing and hopefully we can encourage you as well. So here we go. Hey, Kate. Hi, Leslie. Good morning. Girl, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, all things considered. Um, you know, this is a really unusual time for everybody, everybody. Um, and everybody has their own circumstances. And right now I am really focused on, I mean, I have so much to be grateful for right now. Um, I have, I was you know, actually in the middle of planning for a transition and not working. So we've, we've got money saved up for that. Um, my family is healthy and well. Um, I'm not super concerned about the people closest to me. My, my family members are all well. Um, but I, I, I tend to, I talked about this in a, I think a Instagram post or something, I do tend to run with like low grade anxiety all the time. And so um, even though I am well and we are okay and I want to keep it that way, I do tend to like bear the anxiety of the world at times. And so I think lately I've just been really feeling super sad and concerned for the people that are going to be financially impacted by what's happening. Um, I think there will be winners and losers in all of this, you know, Purell and Amazon and the grocery stores and the people (laughs) making food, like they are all the winners right now. Um, And yet there are a lot of people, especially the service industry, um, heavily, heavily impacted by this. Um, But um, I think we'll be okay. Um, I also do worry about the children who aren't, who, where school is a safe haven for them from maybe not the best home environment and, and could be stuck in situations. So I, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but this is just me being real and being honest about what's been on my mind um, as we kind of watch this thing unfold. But um, yeah, so I'm okay. Uh, we're, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm actually moving from Waco and relocating back to Denver. And the plan was for us to stay here, we're, we close on our house next week, and the plan was to stay here until the end of May so that my daughter could finish first grade. And right now the schools are only planned to be closed for two weeks, but I have a feeling that that's not going to be the long-term case. And so we've made the decision um, as of yesterday or the day before to go ahead and move next week um, back to Denver. Whoa. That's big. Yeah, um, it is. And it's really sad because I'm not going to get to say bye to a lot of people that I love. But yeah, I'll come back and say, you know, have a have a legit goodbye. And I feel bad that Nell's not going to get to finish out her school year with her friends or see her teachers. I talked to Mona's daycare teacher yesterday and she just bawled. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so just like this weird, almost like ducking out of town situation. But yeah, it's the right thing to do. And um, we want to get. We just want to get there and get situated and settled um, 
we're actually going to stop and stay with my husband's parents for a few weeks. And they have a cabin in Custer, South Dakota in the Black Hills. And it's a really beautiful area. So I think we're just going to go kind of unwind and take a deep breath for a hot second and then head to Denver and figure out the next chapter of our lives. <laughs> and our, our plan was to house shop and look for a, a long-term place. But at this point, I don't know if that is what we want to do or if we want to maybe get an apartment for a while and just see what happens with the housing market. Um, so needless to say, a lot going on, a lot of quick changes. I have an entire house to figure out how to pack up and get ready. So um, I just felt like it was important to share that because, um, you know, we're going to do our best to keep this podcast going as per usual, but we're probably going to be needing to take a slight break or re readjust how we do things. Um, but I love this podcast. I love our listeners. I love spending time with you and talking about these things. I want to continue to support our listeners and it's, it's really important to me um, to continue to do this. Um, but yeah, that just might not be in the same beat that we've been <laughs> doing for the last six weeks, six weeks, six months, year, whatever. How <laughs> I can't even talk straight right now. Anyway, but I think the reason it's, you know, we wanted to hop on and talk to you guys about what are the things that we're going to do in our business to keep things running strong amidst a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much uncertainty right now with health and like knock on wood. And I'm praying for everyone that, you know, that you guys that are listening, you are healthy and you are safe. And so are your family members, because man, I know that for the people that are being affected, this is devastating. So I know we're going to be focusing on the business side. And I think probably making the assumption that, you know, your family members are well and healthy. If not, that's a whole other story. And our hearts go out to you because this is a really, really challenging season from a business owner's perspective. This is very difficult. There are opportunities to be had, and we'll talk about some of those, but this is very difficult because for a lot of us, myself included, cash flow is drying up. You know, I wasn't super busy right now anyway, and there's, you know, new leads really aren't coming in. A lot of people for me who would be my ideal clients, they're currently at home with their kids full time right now, just like I am. Both my kids are home. And it's difficult to run a business to get anything done around the house. I installed wallpaper yesterday, guys, and that was <laughs> yeah, that was a rigmarole. Well, thank you, but it was because my husband was here and my daughter was still at daycare yesterday, and I was able to do it. But you know, when everyone's home and life is not as normal, it's very difficult as a business owner to be bringing in income. So this is a really good time to focus on things that can be done virtually. And guys, I think there's such a huge blessing in this in that so many people's eyes are going to be opened to how much can be done virtually. You know, we already knew we could do e-design and virtual consultation things, but I think a lot of the general public isn't as savvy with that or as aware of that. And I think this is going to be a really fantastic time, challenging, of course, but a fantastic opportunity for us to sharpen our long distance design skills and e-design skills and find other ways to serve clients through this that will meet their needs during this time. People probably don't have six hours to do a virtual designer for a day, but they might have an hour or two for a design consultation while someone's napping or while, you know, kids are with the other parent or whatever that might be. 
So those are things that I'm kind of looking to, to try to bring in some more income. But I think a really important thing to focus on right now is your cash flow and paying attention to expenses and cash in and cash out. And if there's not much cash in, this is a really good time to trim the cash out to, you know, reduce your contractors or part-time staff's hours if need be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any expenses that might be automated on your credit card monthly, see what you can yeah. cut for now to make things run a little bit leaner. Right. I was, <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night, Kate, just like you. And I was up until mm-hmm. midnight emailing people and looking through credit card statements and just trying to figure out what can go for now that won't compromise the quality of my service or my business. And I would love to have back, but really what can be pared down at the moment to make sure that I stay in the black. Right. I think that's smart. It's it's a combination of looking at where can you get creative about making money and where can you cut back. Um, and I would always say, you know, go ahead and start with the things, cut the fat around yeah. any non-essentials. Um, but, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's tools that are going to help you make money and help you be successful, then, you know, to do that, um, judiciously, but so, did I say that right? Judiciously? Is that the right way to say it's that a word? very good big word. I think that's <laughs> how you say it. As I question if I'm using it or even saying it correctly. Anyway, you're talking to a girl who was up from 1 a.m. to about 5 a.m. Uh, and snuck in a quick nap this morning. So y'all bear with me as I fumble my way through today's episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love that. You know, I, I can already think to myself of a number of things that I probably pay for that can take a break. Um, so that's where I'll start. Um, but I think too, we should talk about what are some ways to, um, first of all, I, th- I think it's smart to be cautious, but I think let's be cautiously optimistic that um, this is a short term um, experience that we're going through. Um, I don't know that this is a new normal. I, I just don't. Um, it might be though. And so I think we should talk about it in both lights. You know, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. What if this is just a short term thing? What can you do to kind of shore up um, some funds and and keep things going? But if this is something that we're going to be experiencing for much, much longer right now, I've heard people talk about this going into July or August and it's March right now. So um you know, that is, that is not short term in my mind. Yeah, half a year uh, is significant for a small business owner. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I, so we're just sort of winging this episode. I'm not exactly sure when this will go out on Friday, but I will start by saying Friday morning at 11 AM central time. I'm planning on doing a, a live training on it's free. It'll be a free live training on my e-design process. If you guys have been listening to this podcast, you've heard us talk about our e-design process. It's kind of a recap of that, but if you want a fresh perspective, if you want to hear it again, I'm, I'm doing that. So we'll post, uh, and I'll make it available. I'll make the recording available too. So be on the lookout for that. If you miss it, you can find it. Um, I'll, I'll post it on designers getting coffee and designers oasis, but I just want to be able to give back to my community right now of designers and say, you know, 
here's one way of doing this and kind of go through that again, just in case it's been a while. But I think there's other things that we can do. I think that um, number one, if we are going to be staying home more, um, people are going to want to perhaps make their home better (laughs) and um, they might not be looking um, towards luxury design. Um, We might be seeing more DIYers, more people willing to be more frugal and thrifty. That's a very good possibility. And so if you can find a way to serve your clients and that focuses on that, maybe it's, you know, a specific consultation where you're helping people use what they have or, um, repurpose things. I mean, I don't, I don't think this is going to be the great recession, so I don't see this as a long-term thing. Um, you know, we'll see. I hope I'm, I hope I'm not wrong on that, but, um, I also think of, you know, coming up with ways to educate clients, um, by creating content that you can sell to them, uh, sort of DIY style, um, educational courses could be a great option. Um, Leslie, have I feel like you at one point were working on something like that. Is that still happening? Yeah, I've been kind of thinking about that idea. And I wanted to mention too, you guys probably already have a lot of stuff, documents, processes, mm-hmm. procedures in your knowledge bank, in your actual physical document library. You can take some of that stuff make it look pretty in Canva for free, zip it up as a PDF, and you can start selling that. I mean, this is a great time to do that. Maybe you've got checklists you've created for your business, budget guides, spreadsheets. People love tools. They love things they can download and print or use digitally. Yeah. And so this is a way, you know, maybe you've got a great kitchen design kit where you have a checklist and a space planner and X, Y, and Z. Make that a beautiful PDF sign up for a free, I don't even know, Shopify. There's so many ways to sell on your website, PayPal. And you can literally be selling, you know, these little design packages, design kits. It's passive income. You've already done the work to make the thing. You just package it up. And that's one way to think about getting more income right now. So I think that's a great plan, Kate. And I've thought about that that as well. A lot of people have asked me, I've talked before about my design jumpstart sessions, my two-hour consultation. And I had somebody ask me, if she could just, you know, pay for the system, like, you know, tell me what you do and how you do it. And I was like, Ooh, so maybe you have a proprietary process or a way you run certain meetings. See if there's a way you can kind of package up your brain goods and make it accessible (laughs) for people. Yeah. I think that's a great tip, Kate, because, you know, you might not make a ton of income, but Hey, you know, package something up, sell it for 49 or $99. And you might get a few sales and just kind of help keep things afloat for a little while and help people who would really, really love and need your help in a way that's more accessible to them than say your full service interior design. Yeah, no, I think that's brilliant. Um, one idea I had, and I don't, it's hard to know if somebody would actually pay for this given what all is available on Pinterest, but um, I think it could be interesting to see if consumers would buy um sort of pre-designed rooms if you will so you know how you you know you can find mood boards where you see like a whole room um and you've got all the pictures and you kind of see let's just take a nursery for example you've got all the pieces there um and it's beautifully branded and then somebody could buy the links to everything so basically you would 
it's like pre-designed rooms. Does that seem cheap? I don't know. Um, I think it's a great idea. It's worth a shot. There's some, I can't, I can't even remember the name of the company, but there is a company doing this with big name designers. Like I I can't even think of names, but you know them and they've put together these prefab rooms and basically you buy the package and it's all the links to actually purchase the thing, but it's not custom for you. It's, it's their design. So yeah, I think there could be a market for it. I think that's going to be really important is listening to what your audience is saying to you and finding a way to meet their needs. It might not look like what you want it to look like or think it could look like, but if you're on social media, if you have a Facebook page, Instagram, whatever it might be, read back through comments, see the questions people are asking, see what they want to know from you Mm -hmm. and find a way to package that, make it accessible to them. This is also a great time guys, since we probably do have a little bit more time on our hands and paid advertising can get expensive and it's absolutely worth it when you have the budget. For me right now, I've decided to pause all my Google ads just because I don't think a lot of people are searching for that right now. But what I'm going to do is get better at being authentic and vulnerable and behind the scenes on Insta stories and on my social media channels. My kids are home. I'm working on projects around the house. People love to see that. And while, you know, this morning I went on Instagram live for a few minutes, no makeup, sitting in my closet, which is where I'm recording this right now. And just being real with people. I think this is a you real so opportunity. Brave. I love <laughs> you. I love you. I will say I might be in a closet, but I have my ring light set up. So it, it's pretty good lighting. So I'm, it's not yeah, that scary. I love it. But this is when I'm just realizing, yeah, hey, you, you know, my Instagram. Feed, you have to yeah, keep showing up. This is the time. Show the behind the scenes. Show the process. Show you working on a DIY project in your house. Even if that's not your target market, people love to see design content. They want to get to know you. And so many of us get so busy day to day in our businesses that we do the buttoned up beautiful Instagram feed. And, you know, maybe we've got a weekly live show or something. This is the time to kind of take off the mask. And I'm talking to myself guys, as much as I am to you, because I have been told by more than one person that they feel that I come across as very intimidating online. Like I've got it so together and I'm so this and that, that I don't feel very accessible to people. And that's funny to me because I don't feel like that's me at all. But I think that's funny to me too, because I know you really well. And I I mean, maybe I could see it a little bit, but you guys, Leslie is about the most authentic down to earth woman I know. And I am so grateful to be doing this with you. And so I don't, I'm, they're just getting a bad read on you, but. Well, I, thank you, friend. I, yes. that's really sweet. I'm gonna call BS. And, you know, <laughs> and that's the thing is like, you know me, I know me, but yeah. I can see that. Like I have worked really hard to look legit. I think part of it being a perfectionist, it's really important mm-hmm. to me to look the mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I am the part, but there is a certain I think even still for me, and we're going to get real vulnerable here right now. There, I think there still is a certain fake it till you make it. And nothing on my social media is fake. They're all my projects. It's all pictures of me. But I can see how if you didn't really know me, it could come across as, <laughs> this sounds very like, pat myself back, like, I'm too good. <laughs> like, I'm too good for you. And that is not at all what I'm trying to convey. The whole idea of Bust Out of Boring is really connecting with people and letting them know, like, we can do this. I can help you. You can do this. So all that rambling talk to say, this might not help financially, but I think long-term, using this time to invest more in people, (laughs) at a distance, of course, no handshakes, but on (laughs) social media, like Kate's idea of reaching out to other designers and doing a live stream to teach them something she knows for free 
is a huge way to build relationships. I don't know, you know, if you guys have kids who are listening, but there's so many children's authors right now who are reading their books on Instagram lives every day. I know. I and it's it. awesome. And people we've been doing that craving, at bedtime. People are craving authenticity more than any time. Yeah. And we've got the time. This like I said, there, there's so much that's challenging about this season. There's so much difficult. And guys, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I am concerned about the finances of my business right now and just full transparency. But there's also beautiful opportunities to connect, to be known, to know people, to build those relationships. And you can either put your head in, in the sand and run away and freak out, or you can say, how can I be of service? How can I put myself out there? How can I trust that what I'm doing now will pay off and work out in the long run. And yeah. I'm just, I'm here with my fingers crossed showing up on Instagram with no makeup and <laughs> hoping for the best right <laughs> I now. Love it. I love it. Well, and I think too, that we, we have, I mean, obviously our clients are going to be the ones that decide what's best for them right now, but I would not assume that all of your clients are going to call everything off. I would, you know, I would talk to your clients and remind them that you can still do a lot of your work remotely. Like so much of our work we can do remotely. We often choose to do things in person. And so um, if that's their only hesitation is like, well, how are you going to do this without being able to come to my house or whatever? Um, then remind them that, that there are definitely ways to communicate and to, to get your um, design work done without necessarily being in person all the time. I mean, for us, when we do a project, we are literally there once, maybe twice before we present f um, for the presentation. We do, well, I guess three times if you count the consultation, but we do the one first time consultation and then we do a site survey. Sometimes the site survey and the trade day are done together. Sometimes they're done separately. Um, and so uh, depending on where you are in the process, there, there are some things that you can do remotely, but it's not like we're there five, six, seven, eight times before we present. And so, um, you know, uh, this, I, hopefully I can clarify things on, you know, I, I, in the e-design, I get my clients to take their own measurements. Um, and so I'll talk more about how that works and the reliability of it and, and all of that. And then there are limitations to it. It just depends on the scope of your project, but We'll dive into that more later. Um, I wanted, I came across a resource this week that I wanted to share with you guys, um, specifically when it comes to communicating with your clients about where you are in your business and what is happening for you personally. If you've got kids home and you can't work, even if they want you to do the work, you know, there's lots of, everybody has different situations. But um, so Ashlyn writes, AS, at, we're probably not going to do show notes for this. So you, if, Catch this if you can. <laughs> um, A S H L Y N writes W R I T E S. Um, she's a um, copywriter, and her website is ashlynwrites.com. Um, she's absolutely hands down one of my most favorite people to follow. If you haven't signed up for her um, emails, she does weekly videos. She's outstanding. She's just a peach. I love her. Um, she put out a a video and a uh, actually it's a blog post this week um, called "Small Business Coronavirus Communications." So she's she's done PR copywriting for major companies for years, um, and she put out 
um, just basically a guide how to talk to your customers about where you are in your business. And she has a free, she calls it, I have it open here, download your freebie sample crisis PR plan and COVID-19 copy swipes. <laughs> so she will a free download of copy swipes for you to help you communicate with, with your clients that you can take and tweak for yourself. So um, I love her. This is a particularly great resource. And I wanted to share that with you guys in case it's, it's helpful. That's fantastic. I feel and like there's a lot of good subscribe, stuff. And also subscribe to her, um, her stuff and, and check her out. So yeah, you, you've turned me on to her and she's awesome. There's a lot of other good stuff that I'm seeing pop up. If you guys listen to the being boss podcast, I just saw they have a new episode on this topic. Rachel Hollis put a podcast out this week on this topic. Yeah. I think there's, everyone is sharing their best ideas and wanting to really be of service and help each other. So we don't have all the ideas and answers, but there's lots of resources out there that can help you make the most of this time and help your business weather this storm as it were. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, that um, if you do find yourself with extra time um, because you're not doing client work, um, maybe you don't have kids home full time that you have to take care of and you're able to work on your business. This is a really great opportunity to button up the things in your business that maybe have taken a back burner to client work. Um, I know for me over the next couple of months, I'm taking a break from client work and I'm pouring myself into designers oasis. Um, in the very limited free time that I have, I'm super excited about some of the stuff that I'm planning to put together, but um, it's just time that I haven't had before to work on. And I'm taking this opportunity to, to pour myself into this now that I have some extra time. And so whether it's, you know, reviewing your services and, and maybe adding a new service to your options or, you know, looking over your contract and is it, you know, really buttoned up? Is it readable? Is it scannable? All of these types of things that we need to do in our business regularly, but usually gets pushed to the back burner. Looking at your finances. Um, I think, you know, for the people who like to put out content such as blogging or videos, that sort of thing, um, coming up with new and fresh creative content to, to share with your your audience, which, you know, are likely homeowners. Um, this is a great opportunity to do that. So, um, yeah, I, I think there are lots of ways that we can choose to spend this time depending on your situation and what, what works for you right now. Cause it's not going to be the same for everybody. Yeah. That's a great tip. I'm, I'm doing a lot of the same, like a few things I'm working on behind the scenes are my goal has been to build a website page for each of my design packages so that I can direct people to that. And it's, you know, testimonial videos before and afters, things like that. So that's a project I'm working on. This is a great chance to review your operations manual if you have one. Yeah. And just, you know, your website, God, I need to, you guys, I have so, I have one, I have one, two, three, I have three projects that I have paid a lot of money to have photographed that are collecting digital dust that aren't even on my website. Why? Girl, get on that. But it's not like you're moving and have all your children home or anything right now. Well, this is sort of new. I've had these pictures for a while. So, well, and that's, I want to make that point too. I just thought about that is that, yeah, 
we've, a lot of us have kids home, have schedule changes. Don't be afraid to flex how you get things done. For me right now, my husband and I have talked about this. We usually have really pretty firm boundaries around working after hours. You know, like five to seven is kid time, family time. We don't work. Rarely will one of us pull out our computers in the evening only if it's a really tight crunch. But right now, the reality is that's going to be our really focused work time. We're both taking advantage of our time at home with the kids during the day. Our kids are six and two. Ford, who's six, he can go be on his own for quite a while and he's fine. A two year old, come on, guys. Like, no. (laughs) Well, I'm like, she, I'm in the same boat. I literally cannot get anything done with her. It drives me bananas. (laughs) She is a bottomless pit. She wants to eat constantly. She's going a hundred miles an hour. She asks me a million questions. She asks me a million, the same question a million times. Just getting work done with two and three-year-olds at home is freaking possible. I get it. Y'all, I don't know if y'all have listened to this podcast long enough to know, but Hasley, uh, Leslie's daughter and Mona, my daughter used to go to the same daycare together. And so they were little buds. Oh, they miss each other so much. Mona used to call her baby Hasley. I'm like, she's not that much younger than you. She's (laughs) she's tiny and Mona's a beast. She's just huge. She seems like a baby. Well, baby Hasley, this is so off topic, but it's cute. Last yesterday when I finished wallpapering her room, we took down her crib her little baby bed and now she's in a bed she's like this tiny little peanut in a giant bed (laughs) that's cute who doesn't allow me to get work done all that to say i think this is a time where guys have grace with yourselves your days might not look like you want you can if you have kids at home and kate and i are obviously both coming from a perspective where we have elementary school and preschool age children you got to be with them you got to be a family. You've got to take care of them, teach them, be with them. It's okay if your work schedule looks a little kooky. It's okay to take after hours meetings. I wouldn't normally do this, but you know what? A lot of my ideal clients are moms. They've got their kids home too. And if we want to hop on Zoom at seven o'clock and talk for an hour for a meeting, this is a season where I feel like if you are comfortable with it, it, it is okay to be a little bit different in your boundaries to still get done what you want to get done. It's just going to look different. And I think that's a big message that we want to leave with you guys today is that things are going to look different and it's okay and it's not forever. And you might actually surprise yourself being forced to be creative and try new ways and new times and new approaches to running your business. I love that. And I know we're getting about ready to wrap up here, but you made me think of a conversation that I had with my very, very wise cousin this morning. And I, and I would love to share what she said to me this morning um, because it was so poetic and it was so beautiful. And I just love her for this. And we're going to be stopping by her house next week as we head to our new destination. And I'm just going to give her a big that hug because I love this woman so much. Sanitize your hands first, then hug. (laughs) I will. (laughs) She said this to me. um, So they have a ranch and um, I forget what the other process is, but um, typically they don't do controlled burns there because it's so dangerous. It's there's a lot of risk involved. Um, and so they, in the past, I think it was a chemical process that they used to kill back these um, grasses. 
And the idea is, you know, to, I, I don't know if any of you listening are familiar with the purpose behind controlled burns, but basically it's to help nourish the earth and to help it grow and rejuvenate and revitalize. Um, but controlled burns are, are, very risky. And so for that reason, a lot of people don't do them and they do this chemical process. And so they've had this ranch for like 10 years and they've never done a controlled burn for that reason. Um, but this year, um, my, my other cousin, her husband Doyle said this year he wanted to do a a controlled burn and it's a, it's a big process. They, um, they have, there's a huge team that's involved. They have to dig trenches so that, the fires don't spread to other people's property and, and hurt their livestock. They have to care for their own livestock. Um, they do have cattle here on this ranch um, and structures, that sort of thing. The fire department has to be involved. It is a big deal. Um, when the fire is over and when it's done, the land looks completely scorched. It looks terrible. It looks awful. Um, and one would think like, why now are you doing this? Um but then what happens is as the rain comes and it starts to take um, the nutrients from the burn, the charred areas and puts it back into the earth there, there's this new growth that happens and it's over time is lush and green and vibrant again and way more full of nutrients than it would have been if you hadn't done, gone through this process. And, just she was expressing to me that this process of the burn, the controlled burn, um, kind of made her think about what we're going through right now. Um, that this is hard, it's risky, it's scary, <laughs> there's a lot at stake. Um, but that on the other side of this, it's it's gonna it's gonna not look good at first, it's gonna look really bad. <laughs> um, but that the creativity that comes out of this, the beauty that comes out of this, the stories that come out of this um, are going to be way beyond what we have it, can expect. Um, and it's hard to predict or know what all of that, what that all looks like, but there will be expansion, I think for a lot of people um, in creativity and what we're willing to do, what we're capable of doing. Um, and I just love this metaphor that I felt like I wanted to share it because it really touched me in a special way. And so I wish I, I could have her on here and have her say it exactly in her words because she's way more poetic than I am at sharing this. But um, it really, painting that picture for me gave me so much peace. And so I hope it, um, maybe if you guys start to, feel anxiety or fear, um, just kind of envision this, this process of controlled burning and thinking about what's on the other side of it and staying focused on, on that. And hopefully that can help. That's going to make me cry. (laughs) That is about the most beautiful, beautiful metaphor for this season that I can think of because, oh, here we go. Like it feels like burning right now. And I'm sure it does for a lot of you too. Thanks. That's that's so hopeful to look at it that way and to be able to know that there's going to be good on the other side, even if it feels like, you know, things around you are burning down right now. Oh, great. Now we're both crying. <laughs> Happy Friday, guys. <laughs> I am so grateful you guys can't see us right now. Oh, 
Yeah, we don't I'm video these PJs. for a reason. I'm, in, I'm tucked away in a guest room. I have no makeup on. I'm pretty sure I didn't take a shower yesterday. <laughs> I don't even have a bra on. I'm just like a <laughs> mess. So, yeah. Um, I love you. I love you guys. Um, yeah. We're, we'll get through this together. Leslie and I aren't going anywhere. Um, yeah, we've got um, next week's episode is coming out. As planned, we recorded this a while ago, so forgive that it is completely lighthearted and upbeat (laughs) and just a little bit different than what's going on right now. And then I think we've got one episode after that, and then that's the end of this season, not the end of the show, but like Kate was saying earlier, we've got to we got to figure some S-H-I-T out right now because Kate's moving and kids are home and life is looking different. So we're still available on social. You guys can always find us on Instagram at Designers Getting Coffee. DM us, email hello at DesiresGettingCoffee.com. You know, we love hearing from you and we want to be a support for you. I wanted to mention as well, a lot of businesses have made this point, and I think it's a good one. You don't have to spend a dollar to support businesses and companies you love. Follow them on social, like their posts, comment, engage, give encouragement. There's so many ways that you can, you know, put your heart into things at a time where it's maybe a bit more challenging to invest financially. I do want to mention though, and this is financial, um, you guys know that I have the Badass Biz Bundle and that's a fantastic intensive six-month coaching packet. You guys have heard me talk about it, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I had already planned a March incentive for this. I wanted to offer $500 off, which is significant, to get some more people in the door and really help people who need it that maybe can't afford it or it's, it's a bit of a stretch at full price. So this episode goes live Friday, March 20th, which happens to be the last day that I'm offering $500 off the Badass Biz Bundle. So you can use code MARCH500 and get a totally bananas $500 off. Wow. If you have questions about it, email so me. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Like I, the, the timing couldn't have been better. It seems I don't want it to come across like, sweet, I'm taking advantage of this downtime, but it was already planned. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it's a God thing for a lot of people that it's lined up that I want to make this more accessible because when you've got the time, this is the time to work on your business. And I'll be here in this closet on my calls (laughs) with my clients (laughs) as always. So if it's something you've been thinking about, I'd love if you'd go to lesliemeyerk.com slash coaching and check it out. Now, This is only today if you're listening to the podcast the day it comes out. You can always ask me about it, though. I'm available. I'd love to have you on board. And let's really kickstart things and use this downtime to to our advantage. Exactly. Awesome. I love it. Any final thoughts, girl, besides crying and beautiful stories (laughs) and working on our... It's a a jumble of stuff right now. Designers crying in closets. designers crying in closets and with that we bid you adieu thank you designers we love you we're so grateful you're here hang in there we're in it with you all right bye girls ladies men just (laughs) all All of you (laughs) bye bye